Wrestling with Theology is a weekly Bible study that seeks to equip you to wrestle with the theologies that surround us in our everyday life. Through these studies, your faith in Christ will be strengthened through the Scriptures and the Lutheran Confessions. Join Pastor Minton for these next few minutes as he helps you get ready to wrestle with theology. It is time once again for Wrestling with Theology. This is the fourth Wednesday of the month, so we are looking at Pro Wrestling America, that hopefully wonderful fantasy wrestling league run by yours truly, giving you a little bit of insight into the mind of the wrestling world. Today we are looking at 10 great matches being set Last night, September 23rd, at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. There are some great things going on with the... Uh, there are some great things going on with setting up feuds and getting things going for later on down the road when newer wrestlers come in. And that's actually where we start off in the first two matches. First match on the card features Curtis Axel, first of all, coming out and demanding a chance to move up in the rankings so that he might challenge for the American heavyweight title instead of being left down with the minions in the television title race. He demanded a match against somebody from the American heavyweight title tier, looking for that wrestler to put up their place in the roster against him. I came out and said that a I came out and said that I would allow him to wrestle against a wrestler who should outclass him, but that Axel would have to earn a spot in a higher division before I let him up there. So I called out Rip Rogers as Axel's opponent. Rogers came out and began to gloat over the fact that Axel would never be able to carry his father or his grandfather's tights. Enraged, Axel began to dominate the match by repeatedly tossing Rogers out of the ring to inflict maximum damage. Axel finally got the pinfall after a superplex at 9 minutes and 1 second. Immediately following the match, Flex Cavana came out seeking a word with Axel. As Rogers was rolled out of the ring, Cavana sought common ground with Axel as both of them are third generation wrestlers. As Axel began to respond, the Extreme Horseman's music began again. Carino came out and told Cavana to mind his own business. In fact, Carino continued, Cavana had to live with the same shadow over himself that Rogers had said about Axel. Carino said, You will never be more than a little boy dressing up to play in Daddy's shadow. You will never be man enough to actually be a good wrestler. Cavana challenged Carino to put his money where his mouth was. Both agreed that the only way to settle it was in the ring. 
Karina nailed Cavano with a sucker punch to the jaw. Axel left the ring as the referee called for the bell. Carino took quick advantage of the situation. After pummeling Cavana for just over two minutes, Carino threw him outside at Axel's feet. Axel looked down at Cavana, looking like he was still considering the words spoken earlier. While Carino had the referee distracted, Axel finally made up his mind and grabbed Cavana's legs. He catapulted him into the ring post and then rolled him back into the ring. Carino picked him up and told Axel to grab a chair. Karina nailed Cavana with three hard punches to the gash in his forehead while Axel grabbed the chair and climbed into the ring. The referee tried to stop Axel, but Axel nailed him with the chair. Carino Irish with Cavana across the ring, and Axel smashed the chair over his head. The referee called for the bell while the extreme horseman continued to beat on Cavana until the Sawyer brothers came down to the ring to clear it out. This match is the setup for a feud between Cavana and the Extreme Horseman. Cavana will continue to encourage Axel away from the Horseman and stand on his own. As the Horseman will start to expand over the next few months, Cavana will try to bring in other third-generation wrestlers to the PWA to help his battle against them. Will Axel turn? Will Axel stay with Carino and form a new Extreme Horseman? We'll have to find out. The next match continues this mini battle, not necessarily a feud, but just a brawl in between these two wrestlers, between Mance Warner and Iron Mike Sharp. Warner and Sharp fought a brilliant match. Sharp tried to gain an advantage with a few shortcuts, but the latest brawler from Bucksnort fought back in kind. The referee was very lax in this match due to both men being brawlers. He let go quite a few things. His five counts were a bit slower than other matches. The turning point in the match came when Sharp nailed Warner with the loaded armband. Instead of going for the pin, Sharp climbed the turnbuckle for a diving headbutt. Warner rolled out of the way. As Sharp struggled to get up, Warner nailed him with the knee pad up, knee pad down, running knee lift to get the pin at 8 minutes, 26 seconds. The next match featured Rick Titan facing Colorado Kid, Mike Rapata. Rapata had control of the match for the first three minutes, but Titan got the advantage when Rapata missed a splash into the corner. Titan would quickly gain the victory with the Razor's Edge, getting the pinfall at 3 minutes, 29 seconds. Then we move on. Earlier in the card, the Sawyer brothers did an interview in the ring about an upcoming title shot at the American Tag Team titles. During the interview, Dutch Mantel came out and attacked the brothers. He tied Buzz up in the ropes while he busted open Brett and began to hang him over the top rope with the bullwhip. When Buzz was finally able to get free, he chased Mantel out of the ring. Mantel returned with his bullwhip in a chair during a tag team match between the Sawyer brothers and youth in action, causing a quick disqualification at 4 minutes and 18 seconds. Buzz and Mantell brawled until security came to separate them. Buzz demanded a match with Mantell, which I graciously agreed to have later in the card. But before that match, television title match, as the television title will be defended every single PWA card that's on the podcast. Iceman King Parsons defending the title 
against dangerous Doug Gilbert. Doug was accompanied to the ring by his brother Eddie. Brickhouse Brown came down to second his partner. After only three minutes, the referee barred both tag team partners and their managers from ringside after numerous distractions. With everyone at ringside gone, Parsons began to take control of the match. Parsons had Gilbert pinned against the ropes for a while as the two struggled to gain any sort of advantage. Gilbert finally gained the advantage and whipped Parsons across the ring. He backdropped Parsons over the top rope, but Parsons was able to stay on the ring apron. Parsons nailed Gilbert with a shoulder block through the ropes and attempted a sunset flip over the top rope. Gilbert fought against it, finally sitting down on Parsons. As Gilbert covered Parsons better and the referee got down to make the count, Gilbert put his feet on the middle rope to secure the victory. Gilbert was handed the title belt while Parsons complained about his feet being on the ropes. The referee said he didn't see it, but you can count on a quick rematch between these two. So Doug Gilbert is your new television champion. Now we get to the match demanded between Buzz Sawyer and Dirty Dutch Mantel. Before the match began, after the introductions were done, the referee grabbed the microphone and stated that his only job in the match was to make the pin count. He was not going to be involved in what would only boil down into a brawl anyway. Fight it out, last man standing will win, he said. Both wrestlers took advantage of the referee's proclamation. The bullwhip was used several times by both wrestlers. By the end of the match, the ringside area was littered with destruction as chairs, tables, and boards were broken over both wrestlers' bodies. Buzz finally got the pin after a running power slam through a table in the corner of the ring at 25 minutes, 24 seconds. It took almost that long to clear up the ringside area to finish the card. Because that was only match seven. There were still three matches to go. The next match featured a little bit from the World Heavyweight title division. As you had The Undertaker facing off against uh, Austin Idol. Austin Idol tried a scientific approach to the match. But Undertaker took control early while Idol tried to make a comeback. Undertaker won the match with the Tombstone in 5 minutes, 48 seconds. Now we get to the second of the three title matches on the card. World Tag Team Title No Disqualification Match. Moondogs defending the titles against the Electric Gentlemen. After several unsuccessful attempts to capture the titles by the Electric Gentlemen, mostly due to the Moondogs getting themselves disqualified. Steve Regal and Chris Adams were finally able to win the match after Adams hit Spot with a super kick for the pinfall at 24 minutes and 11 seconds. So your new World Tag Team Champions are the Electric Gentlemen, Mr. Electricity Steve Regal and Gentleman Chris Adams. And now we have the main event. Third time's a charm, right? This is the third time we have had a match between Jerry the King Lawler and Terry Funk for the World Heavyweight title. 
Third time's charm, right? Well, let's get into it. Because of the issues with the previous matches between these two wrestlers, I decided to have two referees officiate the match. The match was a well-fought brawl between the two. No interference occurred in the match because I threatened fines against any personnel who would become involved. The match ended with Funk whipping Lawler into the turnbuckle. Lawler hit chest first and stumbled backwards into a belly-to-back suplex. Both referees went down to count the pinfall. Each referee raised a different hand, having counted both men's shoulders down on the mat. Guess what? Yeah, third time is not a charm. The title is still held up. There is still no world heavyweight champion. So I come out and announce that an elimination match has been set up for the next podcast card, October 14th at Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Cincinnati, with all seven wrestlers in the world title division being involved. This will be a there must be a winner. It doesn't matter how it is. The last person standing from those seven wrestlers, Austin Idol, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jerry Lawler, Terry Funk, Kurt Henning, The Undertaker, and Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. The last one standing will be the World Heavyweight Champion on October 14th in Cincinnati. That I will guarantee you. But the question is, out of the seven, which one gets the title? you got three weeks to wait to figure that out. But that's all for this week. Next week, Fifth Wednesday Wrestle Extravaganza, we are looking at the first 16 WrestleMania cards. Getting into WrestleMania 1 in 1985, all the way up to WrestleMania 16 in 2000. Lots of great matches on each of those cards. Also several duds of WrestleManias. And we'll talk about both of them next week. And then the following week, we have Confessional Corner as we get into the apology of the Augsburg Confession. And then we'll have Pro Wrestling America again October 14th from Cincinnati. New World Heavyweight Champion guaranteed. Because, of course, that elimination match will also be no disqualification. What's going to happen? It's just like with life in the world. It's why we wrestle with theology in the first place. Because we have to figure out what is going to happen. Because we never know what's around the next corner. That's why I have this podcast. To help equip you to wrestle with the theology around you. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions or comments about what you have heard on Wrestling With Theology, send an email to wrestlingwiththeology at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed this podcast, make sure you have subscribed so it will show up automatically on your podcast app. Please also share the podcast so that more may be equipped to wrestle with theology.